When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What is good, people? Welcome back to another episode of the Undiluted Media Football Show. I am your host, Tony Okay, You already know by now what is going on. We've got a lot of football to pack. I've got a, a lot of ranting to do. It's been a long weekend, or just a long week, or just maybe a long couple of years for United fans. But before we get on to that, let's start on the Champions League. So um, City lost to PSG. They lost 2-0 to PSG. Messi got his first um, goal for PSG. PSG looks pretty decent, like... Idrissa Garner game. I've always said he's a bad man footballer. Uh, he looks very good that game. So props to him. If we quickly round up the Champions League in a nutshell, City lost, Chelsea lost, Man United somehow won, and Liverpool um, were comfortable winners away to Porto. So I've, there's not much to really unpack there. I feel like other than Chelsea losing to Juve, that was a bit of a concern, especially after when they had back-to-back losses. But they won this week, so we can get on further onto that. But I feel like the Man United game, and I will lead off to Man United as well and their weekend. For Man U, um, we looked worse than the final against Villarreal, in my opinion. And it was weird because if you watch the game, Man United played a 4-3-3, which is what Solskjaer's been saying he wants to do, which is what fans say that we should do. So he played Pogba and Bruno as attacking eights in a 4-3-3. And you play McTominay in the midfield. And thinking about it, if you ask maybe, if you have a vote of United fans, like, if we had to play 4-3-3, who would your ideal midfield be? And that would probably be it. Pogba Bruno attacking eights, McTominay holding. But we all know McTominay is not a holding midfielder. He wants that license to run forward and have that late run in the box. He's more of a box-to-box. So it didn't really work. And Villarreal looked the better team once again. Somehow we won that game. Great goal by Alex Tellez and then Ronaldo with the 95th-minute winner. Somehow we won that game. Somehow we took the three points. But Villarreal deserved more, in my opinion. We didn't look... Villarreal just created a lot more chances than us. And we just don't look like we can dominate games. 
So, so having saying that game, we won. Then Solskjaer um, switched up the squad, went back to a double pivot of Nick Fred. And we all know, I'm not going to run about McFred because I'll, I'll be here all night. And we all know what's going on with McFred. Martial was back in the school sheet. Um, Sancho still looks a bit off. And uh, May United ended up drawing to Everton 1-1. And it's... Everyone's saying Oli out and stuff like this and he's out of his depth and, and all of that. But Man United this season, in particular, we haven't gone 2-0 up in a game this season. We scored a first goal and then we let teams back into the game which is weird or we can see the first goal and then we try and come back and it's it's a weird one because we just well this is the thing I'm going to tell you why we can't dominate games because we don't have a defensive midfielder we don't have that controlling midfielder in our in our team no one can do no one can do that position I know people say oh we don't play Van de Beek but that's not his position I know he said he'll play 6, 8, 10 but that's because he's desperate and he wants to play, which I don't blame him. If I was a footballer, I would want to play. No one wants to be stuck on the bench. But we just don't have anyone to play that role, to dominate. Like, the midfield was just non-existent with Mick Fred. Like, their job was to screen for the defence. And even still, Fred was at fault for the goal. Instead of seeing the ball out, kicking it back, he got barged off by Damari Gray, which is just, again, ridiculous. Like, it's, ugh, I don't want to, I don't even want to get onto it. But, this is the problem with United now. And watching City and Liverpool today, which I'll talk about later on, watching them today just shows me that I don't know how many United are going to perform in this league at all. Right now they're fourth and they're still like, what, two points away from the league, two points away from the top. So it's definitely too bad. But, sorry, excuse me. But I just look at United now and I'm thinking, nah, this isn't it. And it... I don't even think it's more of a managerial situation. I'm not saying I want Oli to stay. If he stays, I'm not going to cry. And if he leaves, I'm not going to cry. But, and I'm not going to go out for his head and say Oli out. But what I will say is that we should have signed a midfielder on it in the summer because we knew this was our issue. And yes, centre-back, we knew it was an issue. We sorted that out. Right wing was an issue. We sorted that out with Sancho. Well, I don't know. Have we sorted that out with Sancho? Because Sancho keeps playing on the left keeps coming on the left and we've barely seen him on the right and that's practically where we were supposed to play him. So I'm not sure if we sorted out that right wing issue. But I'm just looking at this team now and we have all these players and all this personnel and we just don't dominate games. And we can't. We can't dominate games with that midfield. And we don't have a defence. Like, the only def- defensive midfielder we have in that team is Nemanja Matic. No one else is a defensive midfielder. Fred's not a defensive midfielder. He's just not good offensively, so we call him a defensive midfielder. Same goes for McTominay. They're not defense. They're just they're all action midfielders that they're just running around just to be there. They're not a typical defensive midfielder. I need a Rodri. You see how Rodri played today? Or a Fernandinho. That's what Man United, or a Fabinho. That is what Man United need. They need someone to dictate play, sit in front of that back four, and right now, I feel like Matic is the only one that can do it. But I'm sorry, Matic is, he doesn't have the legs anymore. He's not the same Chelsea Nemanja Matic we once, uh, the, the Chelsea Nemanja Matic that once was. But I feel like we have no choice. If we want to if we want to try win games or win something or win a trophy this season, I'm not worried about winning the trophy because Man United seems like a moments team, right? Like a 95th minute that, that was a moment. It wasn't a well-deserved goal. It's not like we were prepping and we finally got the goal in the last minute. That was just a random moment. 
So I'm not surprised that United... Um, I'm not worried that United can't win a trophy. I'm just saying league-wise, what the football we're playing now is not sustainable. But that is all I'm going to say on my United because I don't want to get too much into too much into it because, listen, the season's just started. There's a long way to go. We could be in March. United could be top. Could. I'm saying could. United could be top and everybody will remember this now. So this is it. Uh, but yeah, following the other top teams, Chelsea back to winning ways. You know, I was getting onto Chelsea fans because it was quite concerning that um, they didn't. They lost back to back games and didn't receive, uh, get a shot on target. But then a nice little win against Southampton against Tad Man Southampton was comfortable for them. Lost his cheek, played well. I feel like he's um, back into the side. Tuchel switched it up, and it just goes to show like. That's the difference between an elite manager, I guess, and the right personnel. Like Chelsea looked like a good team. Like look at Sal, Sal Nguyen's like he's not even playing. That's a player United could have used. But anyway, I'm not going to get onto United. Chelsea back to winning ways. There's no no pressure with Chelsea. Like everyone knew the back to back losses was Juve and um, City. Like it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Uh, Liverpool City now. I'm, I'm going to say this because I've said this so many times, and this is me coming as a Man United fan. I feel like Mo Salah is the most disrespected player in the Premier League I've ever seen. I feel like this guy is ridiculous. I feel like he's one of the best players in the world. Could be arguably one of the top five players in the world, definitely Mo Salah, by far. Like that, if you, if you haven't gone and watched his goal against City, go watch it. Ridiculous. It's, it's, it's Messi esque. It's absolutely ridiculous, Mo Salah. And that was a good game. That was a game where. Team, both teams were attacking. Both teams, like City, City looks good, and Liverpool looked good as well. And that's that's the level that I'm, I'm looking at that game. And I'm thinking Man United can't do this. Chelsea, yeah, they can they can go to Anfield and do that. I don't think I feel like Man United are going to get spanked at Anfield, but hey ho, we'll see. I can't predict the future, and it's 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 annoying because with Liverpool and City, these are two. Well, well drilled teams, well drilled sides. These sides know what they're doing. They know the way they play. You, you don't see that with Man United. Look, look at me referring to Man United. But big ups to Liverpool and City. Like they're they're the title favourites in my opinion. Liverpool looks decent at times. City still look decent, and um, Chelsea as well will be up there. Well, Chelsea are top at the moment, so we'll we'll see. It's it's still early days. Uh, Leeds beat Watford. Leeds got their first win of the season. And Watford have decided to sack their manager, Cisco Munez, once again. It's it's a weird one because Watford are like Chelsea in a sense that they just love sacking managers. But and this is Watford's sixth different sixth different manager since um twenty nineteen or something like that. And I know they're sponsored by football manager, but that's, <laughs> like this is not how it works. You can't just keep on sacking manager. Like what do Watford want? All right, they want to stay up, so they get rid of their manager now. It's not like they have haven't been playing too bad. Do you know what I mean? Like they got they got that win away to Norwich was a three one win. And they've looked decent at times. Like it's not the end of the world. But Watford love to they love sacking the managers. It's it's something they love doing. So I, I, I don't know Watford fans. If there's any Watford fans, speak to me, let me know. But I just don't think this is sustainable. But we'll see if what I, I, I am tipping them to go down and I feel like Watford fans are tipping themselves to go down. So we'll see. Um, they've been linked with Claudio Ranieri. I'm not sure. That would be good, obviously, Premier League winner. But 
will Ranieri, yeah, Ranieri hasn't been in a job in a while. Would he want to go? I don't see why not. But then again, I could see him getting sacked too. Like Watford needs to, if they want to stay in the Premier League and establish themselves as a Premier League team, they need to have a plan, stick to that plan and see it through. And if it goes bad, you're thinking, okay, we can't get out of this rut. Then you sack your manager. They just sack the manager just because they're like, okay, cool. We're playing FM, let's do a new save, retire. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how, I don't know how they do it, Watford. But each to their own, it's not my club. But hey, if Watford fans enjoy it, then they do. Um, Arsenal go back to being Arsenal. Like, they should have got points. Well, this is the thing. They didn't play well. Brighton dominated that game. And do we have to start? Do we have to start giving credit to Graham Potter? Because I, I feel like people, the the hipster football supporters, are trying to all convince me about Graham Potter, say he's a genius. He's uh and I took him in once when Brighton played Man City last season, and I was listening to um, Pep's press conference, and he said Graham Potter is the best. This is when Lampard was still around at Chelsea, so he said Graham Potter is the best um, English manager in the league, and I was thinking, what? That's mad! Like considering Lampard was there, doing other people. Anyway, so he said that, and. And then, obviously, last season, we saw the way Brighton played football. You're thinking, oh, yeah, this team can kind of ball. Like, they just couldn't finish. And now they've had a great start to the season. I think they're level on points with Man United and Everton, which is ridiculous enough as it is. So I'm thinking, do we have to start giving credit to Graham Potter? Yes, in a sense that Brighton played good football and Brighton have improved. I, I can say that. I'm not going to start barking up um, the, the wrong tree and saying, oh, you know what? Graham Potter, yeah, get him in my side, get him in. If he could do this at Brighton, he could do this at United. They can be playing good football. Dominating Arsenal, as we all know, is not easy. We've seen teams do it this season time and time again. So I'm not going to use that Arsenal result. And they didn't win. I'm not going to use that Arsenal result as a, you know what, Brighton are a bad boy team. Like They're here to stay. Like They're here to do bits. But what I will say is Graham Potter's got him playing some good football. And I respect that. Um, their wing-back, Mark Cucurella. Cucurella, I don't know how you pronounce it, but he looks like a very good sign-in. Um, they play, I like the system they play, they play the three at the back. Well, I don't personally like three at the back, but it works for Brighton. So big ups to Brighton for doing that. I will give Graham Potter, Graham Potter credit in a sense that, yes, he's in, come to this Brighton side and they've improved and they look like a team that you have to take seriously to an extent. So, big up to Graham Potter. Now, Leicester is another one. This is another manager who, um, on, the, on, on the contrast, Leicester, they were 2-0 up away to Palace, and Palace came back 2-0. And Leicester haven't looked good this season. There have been a lot of indifferent results. I don't remember the last time they won. Well, they won in the Europa League. And they just look indifferent at the moment. They, they look weird. They don't look like the Leicester we knew. I'm not sure why... Like we thought, cool winning the Community Shield, winning, winning the um, FA Cup, they will start creating. The, well, even Brendan Rodgers wanted to say it. He said it himself. He said he wants to create a winning mentality at Leicester, and that's definitely not what they're doing at the moment. Um, he's in. He's under no pressure at the moment because next, I think next they've got Man United. Yeah, I think Man United are away to Leicester next, but after the international break, obviously. So that will be another test for Graham Potter's side and. United could be looking at this and saying Leicester are not at their full strength. But it's a weird one because there's so many questions with Leicester. Like, um, I don't think they 
did they not win? I think they lost. I'm thinking about their European League game now. I think they did lose. Yeah, sorry about that. I feel I feel like they did lose because I remember they brought on Madison and Vardy. And this thing, James Madison is out of the team. Like, was it because he was linked with Arsenal during the summer? He hasn't got like a goal assist in his last twenty something games or something like that. Like, it's it's a like he's not in good form. And I thought he would have started the Europa League game. He didn't. And it's a weird one because like if he's not in the team, then you want to get them to play Europa League, right? You that's where you want them to start building up the match fitness, building up the sharpness, and getting back into the side. But I don't know. I think there's more to the James Madison situation at Leicester than uh, meets the eye. But we'll see. We'll see. Leicester, we've got the international break now. Players can chill, train, come back, and we go again. But it's weird. I feel like more big ups to Palace because I I want Patrick Vieira to do well. I like that his side came back from 2-0 down. Conor Gallagher looks good. Uh, Michael Willis got his first Premier League goal. Bad, bad boy. If anyone watched Reading... Um, last season, they'll know what, what Michael Willis is on, bad boy. And Palace are playing decent football. Palace are playing decent football under Vieira. Like, they looked decent against West Ham. They dominated Spurs. And Vieira got them playing good football. And it looks much, totally different to Roy, the, the football Palace were playing under Roy Hodgson. Like, that one was just, let's survive in the Premier League. Let's bore in just 4-4-2. But Vieira's got them playing, he's got them balling and the players want to play for him. I know, as as I said in a interview, where Eze hasn't played, obviously, so he's still injured, but when he said when Patrick just walks in the room, there's just a presence about him. And as, as I've said many times on the show, there's nothing like players that want to play for a manager. So, yeah, Palace look good at the moment, especially when Eze comes back as well. They've got an Odson, Edward, and I think, yeah, he hit the crossbar today. He looks pretty decent. And so, yeah, when Palace are a fully healthy team, and they've got people like Elise, Eze, Edouard, Zaha, McArthur, and then Milivojevic and them. And like, it's not a bad side when you look at it. It's not a bad side. I, I do expect them to top 10 mid-table. Nothing wrong, which is nothing wrong with Palace fans. I think Palace fans will accept that. But they just want to see, play, they just want to play good football. I feel like the, the better they get, Conor Gallagher might go back to Chelsea, obviously, because he's having a good season. Or try sign him. I don't know. But right now, Palace look good. That's mid-table is probably their ceiling. I'm not going to gas Vieira and say, like, he's going to get them into a European place. But, I don't know. Listen, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't mind to see Palace in Europe. But what I'm saying is, like, they're all right. They're all right. They're playing better football under Roy Hodgson. So, I feel like it's only up for Palace fans. Uh, but another team that's playing good football is Brentford. Brentford's got a last-minute winner. Johan Wieser, once again, um, the last-minute winner against West Ham, away to West Ham in the London derby. He had West versus East, and the boys from the West won. And you know what? Brentford are a good team, man. They're a good, good team. Like I've got to respect Brentford. They create chances. Um, Bremo, Brian Bremo and Ivan Tony. Like, you don't see many people play with two strikers nowadays, and they have a good partnership in Bremo and, Bre- and Tony. And it's hard for defenders because they just they just stick it on them. And Brentford play good football. Like, they genuinely play good football. And I feel like there's, you know, them teams that come up from the um, come up from the championship look like they're already below, like Leeds last season, right? Came up from the championship and looked like, and they were, yeah, like they're here to stay. 
So expect Brentford to be here for a long time. I don't think Brentford are going to be facing relegation anytime soon. They've got a couple wins already. They look pretty decent. They could... Okay, I'm not going to say mid-table because that's a bit of a stretch. But let's say 12-13 for Brentford. You'll see them up there in the season. They play good football. Thomas Frank's a good manager. And it's a good club, man. They have a nice system as well. I don't think they'll sell Ivan Tony, But it's a good club with money because they know how to sell. And then, and then they go find another gem. They've done it with uh, Neil Mope. They've done it with Watkins and now Ivan Tony. So, like... They've got they've got a decent infrastructure, a decent plan. Brentford are a good team. Expect them to be here in the Premier League last time uh, for a long time. But what it is? What is it? It's international break coming. So no, well, no Premier League football for a week, which is jarring. But you got I think it's Nations League semi-finals. So I think yes, and then obviously some uh, qualifiers as well. So you know. International break, some people like it, some people hate it. Is what it is. We've got international break and then back to the Champions League, back to the Premier League, into the thick of it before the rundown to Christmas. I don't think there's any other international breaks before Christmas. I'm not too sure, but I'll check. But thank you for watching another episode of the Undiluted Football Show. You can follow me at Tony Foke. You can like, share, subscribe, and share with your friends on the Undiluted Football Show. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Have a like, leave a comment. Tell me who you support. Tell me if I should get onto your team even more. And yeah, if you want to join us, please let us know. Um, speak to us and we'll see if we can get guests on. We would love to interact with you guys. It's been your boy, Tony Afoke. Until next time, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.